All right. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. It's the uh, it's Monday morning, 23 October 2023. And I wanted to talk to you about praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Many of us have heard for a good portions of our lives that we're supposed to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and may though may God bless those that do so. Many years ago, I was involved in a Christian ministry called Maranatha Campus Ministries. The head of that was a Jewish gentleman, uh, Bob Weiner, Bob Weiner Jr., I can't remember which it was. And he would talk about this quite a bit. Um, the, the you know, pray for Jerusalem, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and, and uh, he was very much a... I guess what you would call a Christian Zionist. I am no longer, uh, and of course you guys understand that if you're listening to this, if you've ever listened to this podcast before. But I wanted to talk about this thing. I was listening to another podcast by another gentleman this morning who I enjoy. I enjoy him very much, um, but we have a diametrically opposed view of the people that call themselves Jews. And I wanted to touch on this scripture. It's Psalm 122, verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. Psalms 122, verse 6. Now, shall we pray for the peace of Jerusalem? Yes. <laughs> but what Jerusalem is that? Is it a dusty city in the Middle East? Is it a dusty city in the Middle East filled with people who call themselves Jews? Is it some earthly city, or have we come to the heavenly Jerusalem? Well, how do you know? Well, the Bible is your map and your compass. Let's see what the apostles did. Let's see what Jesus Christ said about Jerusalem, about the earthly Jerusalem. And let's see what the apostles did about praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Shall we do that? Let's do that. Matthew 23, verse 37 and 38. Jerusalem, Jerusalem. This is Jesus Christ. Jerusalem, Jerusalem. This is Jesus Christ talking about the earthly Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. Who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together, the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were unwilling. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. Sounds to me like a curse. Sounds to me like the Son of God, God incarnate, said, Jerusalem, Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. You know what desolate? It's barren, fruitless. A desolate woman is a woman that can't bear no fruit. They can't not have children. They cannot reproduce. That does not bear life. Jesus Christ looks at Jerusalem. He says, how many times did I want to gather you? Like a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you kill those that I send you, and you stone them. Your house is being left to you barren and fruitless. I'd also remind you of Matthew chapter 21, verse 19. Jesus Christ, is he's going up to Jerusalem. He's, it's the final deal, baby. It's the final deal. It's all over now. He's going up to Jerusalem. He sees a fig tree, and he says, Let no fruit grow on you henceforth forever. 
forever. Was he talking about a fruit tree? Oh, come on, people. Do you think Jesus Christ would would spend that time talking about some little... No, he was talking about Jerusalem. He's talking about the fig tree. The fig tree. And he looks at the fig tree. He says, from henceforth and forever, there will never be fruit from you again, ever. This is a curse. The old covenant is done. It's gone. He looks at Jerusalem, and he says, I'm going to leave your house desolate. He looks at the fig tree, and he says, henceforth and forever, forever, there will never be fruit from you, Jerusalem. This is what Jesus Christ said. I'd remind you also in Jerusalem, in Matthew chapter 21, he looked at the, he looked at the people in Jerusalem. He looked at them. He looked at the Jews, the people that call themselves Jews. He says, listen, the kingdom of God came to you, and you rejected it. So I'm going to take, away, take it away from you, and I'm going to give the care of this vineyard to a different ethnos, a different ethnic group, a different ethnos, a different people. He didn't say, I'm going to leave it with the same ethnos. He said, I'm going to give it to a different ethnos. I'm going to give it to a different ethnos, a different genetic line. All right. Now, how did the apostles pray for the peace of Jerusalem? Because the Bible says pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Who's Jerusalem? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Let's clarify this. Galatians. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, the Israel of God. Galatians were Europeans. They are white Europeans. They're from Gaul. They're from northwestern France and Belgium. They came down and they they had a colony of people in Galatia, in what is called Asia Minor. These were European peoples. Galatians 6, verse 15. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is a new creation in Jesus Christ. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. Who's the Israel of God? It's those of us born again in Jesus Christ, according to the Holy Scriptures. What counts is a new creation, the new birth in Jesus Christ. Peace and mercy be upon the Israel of God. Who's the Israel of God? It's the church of Jesus Christ. It's the body of Jesus Christ. It's the bride of Christ. It ain't that dusty city in the Middle East. It's not those who explicitly reject Jesus Christ. The Talmud followers explicitly, as a matter of absolute dedication, explicitly reject Jesus Christ. Romans 15, verse 33. Now, now, again, Paul is writing to a Christian church. He's writing to Christian Europeans, European Christians in Rome. And he says to them, Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. He's praying for the peace of Jerusalem. His church is the church of God. Guess what? There's no epistle to the church in Jerusalem or Judea. In the whole Bible, there's not one single epistle. There's not one single letter to the church in Jerusalem. Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes we don't notice things that are glaring at us in the face. There's no letter to the church at Jerusalem. There's no letter to the Jews. And the peace is to be upon the Israel of God, those of us in Jesus Christ. Every epistle 
Listen to this. Listen to me very closely. Every epistle in the Bible is written to a European church. Every single one of them. There is no epistle to a church in Africa. Unless you'd say, oh, to the saints who are scattered abroad. Okay, fine. But as far as a specific church, they're all to European churches. Does that mean Africans can't get saved? No, it doesn't mean that at all. In fact, the Bible is very explicit. There's Africans that get saved. The Ethiopian eunuch of Jeremiah becomes the Ethiopian eunuch of the book of Acts. There's Simon uh, Simon the Niger, Simon the Black. The gospel is open for all nations, all ethnicities, all groups. Yet I would remind you that Jesus Christ looked at these people who called themselves Jews. He said, I'm going to strip away the care of the vineyard from you. I'm going to give it to a different ethnos. And all the epistles, all the books of the Bible are written to European churches. Unless you have the general epistles, well, to, to, to the saints who are scattered abroad. And that includes all of them. In all continents, all the nations are open for the Gospels, yet the yet the, the, the Europeans were specifically targeted. Second Corinthians, again, Corinth, this is in Europe. Grace to you and peace from God. Who? The Christians in Corinth, these European Christians in Corinth. First Corinthians, grace to you and peace from God. Who? The Christians in Corinth, the Christians in Europe. Galatians, again, I reminded you, the Galatians are they're from Gaul. Look it up. Wikipedia's got a great article on it. They established a colony in Asia Minor. And when the Bible talks about Asia, the New Testament talks about Asia. These are European peoples. They're European peoples. And later on, the Muslims conquered Asia Minor, and, and now we know it as Turkey and as, as a Muslim area. Constantinople used to be one of the biggest churches on the planet. On the flat, non-rotating earth. How do you like that? Second Corinthians 1, 2. Grace to you and peace from God. First Corinthians 1, 3. Grace to you and peace from God. It, not a one of them is praying for uh, peace to that, that dusty city in the Middle East. Not a one of them. There is no epistle where the apostles are praying for the peace of a dusty city in the Middle East. It doesn't exist. It's not there. So when you read Psalm 122, verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, follow the examples of Jesus Christ, where he said, Jerusalem, you're desolate, you're barren, you will never bear fruit again. Follow the example of the apostles, the authors of the epistles, and pray for the peace of the church. That's how you pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That city of Jerusalem is over. We've already come to the heavenly Jerusalem. We'll get to that in Hebrews. Galatians 1. Verses 2 and 3. To the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God. Huh? I thought you were supposed to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Paul is praying for the peace of Jerusalem. It's the, the Jerusalem of God is the Israel of God. It's the church. Ephesians, again, a European church. Ephesus. To the saints at Ephesus, grace to you and peace. Oh, they're supposed to be praying for the dusty city in the Middle East. No, 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 no. That's not how the apostles interpret this at all. Pray for the peace of the Israel of God, for the Israel of God, those of us in Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6, verse 23. Peace be to the brethren, to the brethren 
in love with faith from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with incorruptible love. The peace that the apostles prayed is for the church of Jesus Christ. It's not to a dusty city in the Middle East. Philippians, Philippi, again, to all the saints in Christ in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, grace to you and peace. The, the peace is prayed for the church. It's not prayed for that dusty city full of people who explicitly reject Jesus Christ. Colossians 1 verse 2, to the saints and the faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, grace to you and peace. Grace to you and peace and peace and peace. They're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. It's the church. It's the church. And they got a bunch of people that are Christian Zionists. I think it's a big mistake, big fat mistake. Worse than a mistake. It's bad teaching. It's contrary to the Holy Scriptures. And somehow they think that, that that's the place. No, it's the church of Jesus Christ. Why do you think Satan goes after the church? Why do you think Satan goes after the white race? All these epistles are written to European churches. Colossians 1-2, To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, grace to you and peace. Thessalonians, Thessalonica, European church. To the church of the Thessalonians, grace to you and peace. Second Thessalonians, to the church in Thessalonica, a European church, grace to you and peace. And we get to some personal letters. Here's a letter to Timothy. To Timothy, mercy and peace. Okay, the mercy, he prays for the peace. There's no example in any of the epistles where they pray for the peace of that earthly city called Jerusalem. None. It's contrary to what Jesus Christ said. Jesus says, hey, you're going to be, your house is left desolate. He curses the fig tree. May nobody, you will never, ever, ever bear fruit again. Ever. You will never bear fruit again. Ever. From henceforth and forever, you shall not bear fruit, you fig tree. I'm telling you. The new Jerusalem is the church. Zion is the church. Israel is the church. We are the Israel of God. Those of us in Jesus Christ, we are the Israel of God. Galatians 6.16, peace to the Israel of God. Those who reject Jesus Christ are accursed. Hebrews 12.22, but you've already come to Mount Zion. Christian, you've already come to Mount Zion. You've already come to the city of the living God. You've already come to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, Who's the judge of all? It's Jesus Christ. You've come to God, the judge of all. Who's the judge of all? It's Jesus Christ. You've come to God, the judge of all. Jesus Christ is God. He is the creator. And to the saints, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of which speaks better than the blood of Abel. Okay, we are the Israel of God. The church is the Israel of God. We are Mount Zion. 
That's why there's a, a wholesale rage against the white race right now. And it's led by the synagogue of Satan, and it's led by the devil's children. James. All right, here we go. Again, I, I covered this a little bit on Sunday. James 1, verse 2, to the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad. James is probably riding out of Jerusalem, but he says to the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad. You ain't here. Where do these 12 tribes go? They went to Europe. They went to Europe. Oh, there might be a few here. They might be here. here. Keep in mind that the Jews, the Antichrist Jews, from before the time of Jesus Christ, were converting people to their satanic religion. They were not converting people to worship Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said to them, hey, 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 you guys, you travel around the, the world by land and by sea, and you make disciples twice the sons of hell that you already are. We saw in the book of Esther how many different nations converted to Judaism, which did not honor Jesus Christ. Here's Peter. Peter writes. So it's not just Paul. Here's Peter. He writes to the church in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. Okay, these are all colonies of Europe in Asia Minor. Chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, may grace and peace be yours in fullest measure. He's not praying for the dusty city in the Middle East. First Peter 2.9. Oh, look, I like this. But you, you are a chosen race. It's not the Jews. You and Jesus Christ are the chosen race. All of us in Jesus Christ are the chosen race. You are the holy nation. It's not the people that reject Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, uh, Peter is talking to Christians. He's talking to Christians. He says, you are the chosen race. You're the chosen race, Christian. If you're in Jesus Christ, you're the chosen race. You're the holy nation. You're a people for God's own possession. They understood who God's chosen people were. It's those in Jesus Christ. It's not these other people. You won't find them writing that. And when they pray for the peace of Jerusalem, they're praying for the church, the Israel of God. For once you were not a people, but now you, you, you are the people of who? Those of us in Jesus Christ. Who are God's chosen people? Those of us in Jesus Christ. To teach, to teach different than that is contrary to what all the apostles wrote. 1 Peter 5, verse 14. Peace to you all who are in Christ. Psalm 122, verse 6 is referring to the church in Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 1, verses 1 to 2. To those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Second John verse 7, here's the people that reject Jesus Christ. This is who they are. Second John 7, for many deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the Antichrist. You want to know who the Antichrist is? Many deceivers have already gone out in the world, those who do not acknowledge Jesus as coming in the flesh. This is, present tense, this is the deceiver and the Antichrist. And just as Jesus Christ has his body on earth to do his will, 
Satan, the deceiver, the liar, the murderer, has his children and has his synagogue. To do what? To deceive and to lie. And to renounce the idea that Jesus is the actual Christ of God, the Messiah of God. This is the Antichrist. Here's Jude. Jude writes a letter. To those who are called, kept for Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Again, this is not a dusty city in in the Middle East. You want to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You pray for the peace of the Israel of God, which is those of us in Jesus Christ. Revelation 1, verse 4. To the seven churches of the province of Asia. Okay, Asia Minor, this was an area, it was, they were European colonies. European colonies. Grace and peace to you from him who was, who is, who was, and is to come. There's not one example in the entire Bible since the resurrection of Jesus Christ, even before the resurrection, where they're praying for peace on this ungodly city. We've already come to Mount Zion. We've come to the Jerusalem from above. We are a chosen race. We're a holy people, a people for God's own possession. That's the church of Jesus Christ. And the deception and the lie is that somehow there's this pagan people that rejected Jesus Christ, who fit the description of being Antichrist, that they're the people of God. All right, we're going to close up here. I got another. I got something else over here. No, that's it. That's it. It's interesting to me that there's not a single epistle to the church in Africa. There's not a single epistle to the church in Arabia. There's not a single epistle to the church in Jerusalem or Judea. There's not a single epistle to the church in India or the church in China. Now, apostles went there. They went there. And there's chosen from every nation, every tongue, tribe, people, and nation. There are. Absolutely there are. But you cannot ignore the Eurocentric composition of all the scriptures written since Jesus Christ rose from the dead. You can't ignore it. This is not by chance. This is not circumstance. This is not just, oh, God made a mistake. You know, he was being Eurocentric. He's a white supremacist. Devil will tell you that. Devil's children will tell you that. Gospel went to Europe. Europe's the only place that became called Christendom. And they were faithful in the vineyard. They're faithful with the care of the vineyard. They brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to every other nation. It's the Europeans that brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to Africa and to China. It's the Europeans that brought the gospel of Jesus Christ to the New World. Doesn't make us special. I don't know. But that's what happened. It's, we are special in the, in the fact that we are a chosen race and a holy people. And God used the Europeans to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the rest of the world. That's pretty special. It's pretty special to be called as an apostle, like Paul was, and Peter was, like Stephen was. So I guess I can't say it's not special. I think it is pretty darn special. It is special. It's very special. We should be proud of that. shouldn't be ashamed of that. We should embrace that should embrace the fact that all the scriptures written since Jesus Christ rose from the dead was written in a Greek in the Greek language, written in a European language. Why not Chinese? Why not Nahuatl? Why not Arabic? Why not uh I don't know, what do they what do they write in Africa? I don't know what they write down there. 
This is not none of this is by chance. And so when Satan opens up his mouth and he spews out what he spews out to drown and destroy the children of the woman, you didn't get a clue. I got more to say about this, but that's it for now. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.